Hello and welcome to the Race FF Podcast. I am your host, Jaime Garcia. And today we're going to be going over a little bit more of Buttonwillow. And kind of uh, what changes I'm going to be making for the uh, Big Willow that's going to be happening next month. So, final results are in, and thankfully, thanks to Dennis Kako going off, Max Boost, um, I can say that we finished first. So, we took our first ever first place finish in uh, the EG Project Gloomy. And, (laughs) I mean, it's really because... Dennis didn't go back out and explain that he only went two tires off. So if you're not there to defend yourself for going off and the stewards call you off, um, you know, that's it. You get DQ'd. And just like I got DQ'd on, what was it, uh, Saturday for going four off. That was a legit four off. Um... You know, it's a win. Uh, it's so lame. I, I have so much love and respect for freaking Dennis. He's an ex-H4 driver. And just, uh, I love that guy. That guy's so quick in uh, his Midori um, EK Civic. And it's just like a reflection of his famous Max Boost auto mag. Or magazine with the character auto having that uh midori green ek um i actually started looking at some of the um what is it the i guess it's the data for uh the podcast and i have to say i'm kind of shocked obviously it's been growing and it that's just you know I'm, i'm just thankful for everybody who's been helping me out and Offering to come on the podcast. I have several guests lined up. So it's not just going to be me talking about the EG and why I'm slow. (laughs) But um, when I was looking at the data, um, it also tells me like where people are listening from. And I was shocked. Um, There's a couple people that are listening from kind of far away. So I wanted to take a second or just a minute to address them and say thank you for listening um from it's like less than one percent from each one of these countries so uh from germany danke uh from new zealand kiaora i hope i'm saying that right <laughs> and um uh, from greece uh sas ifcaristo and uh for the less than two percent of women uh thank you so I was just trying to say thank you in uh, kind of like the more respective languages of those areas. Uh, just, you know, I figured you guys take the time to listen to me rant and rave about my little EG. I, I try to learn a little bit of uh, how to say at least thank you. I hope that's what I'm saying. Like, I hope I'm not offending anybody. Uh, in your ref- in your respective uh, languages, obviously for New Zealand, there's like not a New Zealand language because they speak English, but in the uh, Maori, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, uh, language, which is uh, the Kiaora, 
at least i don't know man I, i've heard so many people uh with a different inflection on that one so i just went with uh what seemed to be kind of like what what it sounded like so to all of you guys thank you so much for listening in and continuing on with being thankful and uh saying thank you to people shout out to adam jabay man oh man uh you know not only did he do that great event at uh, Willow Springs, and I was lucky enough to get two of my people, two of my friends, to come out and drive out on the track, and I had a blast, and he got a chance to drive my car, and <laughs> and uh, I got a chance to see how really slow I was with uh, Tom O'Gorman driving. Um I have to say, like, you know, he went on both the Slip Angle podcast. And if you're not listening to Slip Angle, you guys should be listening to Slip Angle. I like Slip Angle. I listen to it every time it comes out. Um, And he also went out and really, like, what was it? Just explained the story a lot better of uh, going out on track uh, with me. In my Silver Civic, my 2009, uh, sorry about that, uh, my 2009 Honda Civic SI. And I was just shocked that he remembered all the little things that I told him about uh, my build and that he remembered. I mean, like, dude, the guy's busy as hell if he's not putting up garages in the greater uh, Chicago area or putting up sneeze guards for COVID-19 out there being a one of the best handymen out there. Um, he's out there just like really, really being positive and talking about my <laughs> little podcast on other podcasts. And one of them ended up being um, the 10 tenths podcast, which I started listening to. Um, I was aware of it, but um, it wasn't until like I actually uh, heard that Adam was on there and he was talking that, um, you know, I, I, I listened to it and sure enough, Adam's out there talking about <laughs> telling me telling him how to stay flat in uh, turn eight at uh, Big Willow. And I mean, he sa- he makes it sound like we were going really fast, but... I mean, we we were we were going pretty fast, so, um, but it, it was safe. I I would never, especially now that I'm I've been instructing for a while now, um, I've learned that you know you kind of have to work um, with the driver's comfort level, and you know it takes a lot to be comfortable with a brand new driver, but when you know. It's somebody who has, like, really good experience, good car control. Like, I think Adam is a way better driver than I am. It's just that I'm way... I have way more seat time at Big Willow than he does. So, naturally, I'm going to know that track... Uh, excuse me. Uh, better than he does. And let's be honest. For those of you who have never driven Big Willow, it is a commitment track. Um, from essentially turn five... And if you're Tom O'Gorman, all the way to... So from turn five, all the way to eight, and if you're Tom O'Gorman, all the way to nine, you're basically flat out. 
<laughs> Freaking Tom. I'm going to be trying that line that he did, but it is a scary committed line for, uh, for Big Willow, the Tom O'Gorman line. So I'll, I'll see if I can do that. I don't know. I hope I can, but eh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, so yeah, um, thank you to, uh, Adam Jabe and promoting me on the 10 tenths podcast, talking about that, uh, time me essentially instructing, uh, Adam out on track and how he was like, fuck, we're in fifth, bro. Like you want me to stay buried in it? And I'm like, yeah, bro, like we're fucking good. Like it's good. It's good. It's fine. It's fine. You're okay. <laughs> so yeah. Um, at the track event, um, I was dealing with some rubbing issues, which I knew I was going to be dealing with, mainly because it's not a, it's not like a tried and true setup yet. I don't have the right heights that I was um, looking for, um, and I was kind of maxed out on the ground control sleeves. So on the ground control sleeves, you can adjust them up and down and i was at the highest point that you could go like almost starting to out thread the um the springs uh, i don't know if that makes sense but uh, i basically got them up and then i started to spin and spin and spin hopefully trying to get more um uh, i guess raise the front end as much as i could which reality if i would have thought about it a little bit more i would have known that it had like two snap rings so they're like c-clips on the outside body of the um of the conies so the coney yellows and the coney race uh have like these c-clamps and then it's like a quarter inch and then it's another divot or imagine like a grooved area where that snap ring can go back on and then that's the perch that the coilover sleeves sit on. So coming back, um, I already adjusted those and put them up at the highest setting. So now the front and rear are more or less even. I mean, you know, it's, it's as close as it's going to be. Like the differences are not significant, I don't think. At least I hope. And, um... I have that one spare tire that I last spotted. Um, so that tire is going to be uh, swapped over with another one. And then I'm going to be swapping the tires around. I think for Big Willow, given that Caroline and I both will be driving, what I'll do is I'll rotate the tires. Um, front and rear, maybe uh, maybe on sun uh, Saturday for Sunday. To try and get the most life out of these free tires that I got. Um, so yeah, that's that's going to be the plan. And we have a really, really hard... We got our work cut out for us for Big Willow. Because yes, I was able to beat Debbie at Button Willow. But I feel like Button Willow... I have an edge over her. But that edge is completely gone at Big Willow. And let's not even talk about AAA. She's just, you know, far and away faster than I was. And I had all those issues with the transponder. Which, oh, yeah, we should talk about that. Data and uh, 
and all of my electronics actually worked at Button Willows. So, if you guys remember the last event at Auto Club, I was having all these issues. Like, all the electrical issues were just, like, kicking my butt. So, both the AIM Solo and the transponder that I've been borrowing from my buddy, um, Josh, he, um, lent me the transponder that I need to compete in NASA time trials. And I just been buying the annual subscription, which is like a buck 80. I mean, I wish I, I could afford just buying like one of the older ones and having the battery replaced and just having you know, the lifetime ones, because it's like, they're, I think you can only buy them on eBay, every once in a while they'll pop up, and they're going for like 550 or whatever, but if you do three, three years on the annual, um, what is it, on the annual subscription, uh, the AIM lamp timers, the MyFlex ones, you're already at like 200 and something dollars by the third year. It already pays for itself. So it's kind of like a, like everything short term, uh, high cost, but long term savings. So yeah, that's, that's something where I'm just like, uh, not digging it, not digging it at all. So that's that and everything else ended up working really well. There were no issues with that. And one of the big things that I was worried about that eh, I, I felt like, you know, I was worried about it, but I wasn't really stressing too much because I felt like I knew what was wrong was the alternator. Alternator didn't skip a beat at all. And that was mainly because of the whole like little rebuilt that I did. <laughs> I, oh, let's just. Oh, man. Okay, so, like, earlier today, now that I'm talking, uh, I'm going to be talking about bolts. So, Dylan, EJ2, Track Rat, now that you're hearing here, if you're even listening, you can start making fun of me now because <laughs> he's he's made it a point to point out how I don't tighten bolts correctly sometimes. So, earlier today, I was driving my Silver Civic. <clears throat> ah, my, oh boy. Um, sorry about that, guys. Uh, just swallowed spit incorrectly. I hate it when I do that. So what happened was, what had happened was, um, on my 2009 Honda Civic Si, I have the StopTech BBK. And it uses two uh, M6 uh bolts to hold the bracket that holds the brake pads in from spitting out now that bracket um for some reason on the passenger side those bolts backed out and one of them backed out so much so that the freaking uh bolt came out and started hitting the spoke and it sounded like I had a nail in my tire and I was like what the hell and I come out and I look at that and I'm like shit so I'm gonna have to order a new bolt 
which sucks because they're kind of pricey. I think they're like six bucks each for this M6 bolt, which are like really freaking long. So I think it's uh, 90 millimeters. And I'm just like, uh, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with that. But I'll, I'll look it up. I saw a couple places that sell the bolt. Um, but as of now, um, I'm not sure if I'm going to order it from there. Probably should just bite the bullet and pay the six bucks plus probably like $10 shipping for a freaking bolt. Ah, I can already hear now the shit talking that I so rightfully deserve of <laughs> not bolting things down. So now that we talk about that fail, let's talk about that win of the alternator. No issues at all. I was so happy about that. Um, the, the alternator worked perfectly fine. And what happened was, um, I was using that continental belt. So of course that was good. I brought spares and this time I even brought my spare distributor that I have from my $100 engine. And I was just like, ah, please don't let me need it, but I'll just take it. I don't even know if it's good. I probably should have it rebuilt, the distributor. There is a guy on Instagram that does, like, re uh, like repair kits um, for Honda distributors. And I think his name is, his handle on Instagram is, like, Perfect Honda. So I probably need to get in touch with him. Like everything, there's all these little like $100 costs, $100 costs that add up for racing and whatnot. So a lot of little things that I need to spend my money on. Just uh, with a side of ugh. So, yeah. Um, and on that event, uh, the Button Willow event, I got to give a shout out to Bean Dogs Racing <laughs> now that they secretly put a sticker on my car. I, I really don't like running a lot of stickers on my cars, mainly because it attracts attention and, you know, thieves. So, ugh, shitty. But yeah, freaking Steve, um, while I was hanging out with them on Saturday, trying to see if I could score a podcast with Carlos, but he got called in to pit for the Enduro, so I wasn't able to get him. Um, he put a Bean Dogs Racing uh, sticker on my windshield, or not my windshield, but my rear window. So I'm like, ah, dang it. I might as well start putting more stickers of like all the people that have been supporting me and all the people that have been like super nice to me about the podcast and doing those things so yeah um i'm really excited about that like there's just so many people i need to be really thankful for and one of them that i haven't done a, I, I feel like i haven't done a good job in thanking is um bad guys cole he i mean he knocked it out of the park with the engine build i mean sure he only did the block but that's like the more difficult part of the engine build and you know all i had were these junk freaking cores that i got from like 
Facebook Marketplace, and he he did a good job in the the car ever since breaking it in, um, doing the engine oil break in. Um, it it hasn't skipped a beat. That fluidine radiator that Marcel gave me, I mean, it's been keeping this car nice and cool. Uh, Carlos, um, who took first place on Sunday um, in the Bean Dogs Racing uh, CRX, he's the only other single cam uh, driver. Uh, actually, no correction. I think there's a guy with a 91 like in an 88 to 91 civic si um hatchback because of course they only came in the hatchback um and i think he's also running the d16a6 i think he's also a single jingle person um they they seem like really cool people so i'm i'm looking forward to meeting them and talking to them because you know, the whole plan is uh, for the October Button Willow event when NASA comes back from uh, from Daytona that I'll be out there in Gloomy competing in Honda Challenge H4. Now, I have all my paperwork. I have my medical forms filled out by my doctor saying that I'm good to race. And I'm really excited about um, going out there and doing that. But in order to turn this, essentially, it's still a streetcar into a bare minimum <laughs> H4 car, um, I need to do all the safety stuff. So... I would need to do the cage. And the cage is going to be done by E. Villa Motorsports over in Washington. And I am way too cheap to pay for a, a car transport. So how am I going to get there? I'm going to drive the EG up there. So the tentative plan is to do that around June, July. Is I'm going to drive up there, probably carry like a spare axle. <laughs> Uh, for each side, uh, distributor, uh, I'll probably go to a junkyard and rebuild myself, a an alternator, just like things that I can think of that might, uh, shut me down. Um, fuck, I don't know, like what else I, I could do to like, just make sure that I'm good. I'll bring some, uh, JB well, just in case I hit shit and I don't know, like, slept that on the radiator if need be. Um, but, yeah, that that's going to be a really interesting setup is I'm going to go out and drive the EG up to Washington to drop it off with my buddy Eli and then leave it with him. Most likely um, leave it with him for a good while. I'll probably, like, go up a weekend and then uh, fly back. And yeah, that's that's pretty much the plan. And once that happens, uh, the EG is going to need a bucket seat, which I already have. It's a Cobra Halo seat. So it's the one with the holes on the side and of the bucket seat. So you can see, and it's got like a kind of like a ring around it. 
that looks almost like a D to keep your head from snapping or from your neck uh, from snapping side to side. And it's going to need a fire suppressing up to date um, six point harness, which I've already decided to get the race tech ones because I have my buddy Eli's expired race tech uh, harness on my silver Civic because the race tech harness. Honestly, like, the adjusting of the belts is so freaking easy to do. I've tried using other people's, like, harness adjusters and whatnot. Man, those things are horrible. Like, some of the ones that are, like, the cheaper end ones, like the Crows or whatever. I mean, uh, a good harness that's not expired is going to be great. But, like, just the ease of adjustment, man, it sucks. When you don't have an easy one to do and you're not like you know well and comfortable with them it can be a nightmare so that's the plan for that fire suppression uh battery cutoff switch and i think that's gonna be more or less it to get the car uh safe for wheel to wheel obviously in terms of the build um to be competitive in H4. I don't know what I would need. To be competitive. Aside from being a badass driver. Which I'm not. I think I'm going to be comfortably. Second to last maybe. Of whoever has a mechanical issue. Um, but I think one of the things. That I'm going to be doing. To kind of give this car a little bit of help. Especially knowing that Auto Club. Is going to be. You know no longer around like the the talk is that auto club is going to be just falling away like auto club is just not going to be a track that's going to be in the future mainly because nascar wants another uh short track so nascar is most likely be going to be disappearing i've heard that this year was his last year and now i'm hearing that 2022 is going to be its last year so I don't know. And the reason why that's significant is that I'm looking to change out the final drive in the EG. And focusing on the track that I think is going to be the biggest... Uh, I, I think the biggest game, making the car as competitive for more tracks than not, um, I think I'm going to go with a 4.9 final drive on the EG. Mainly because a 4.7, from what I'm hearing, is, is a great upgrade and that's dope. But a 4.9, especially being a single cam, is really where I think it's going to be at in terms of getting this car to rev up and move up and be as aggressive as it needs to be. So... I'm on level with you guys. I think the car can be competitive at Big Willow and Button Willow. And Button Willow is getting one more new track. It's going to be um, a smaller track. So I'm already like, yeah, that that's going to be it. That's really where it's going to be. 
out of 409 with the lighter weight chassis, I think it'll be competitive. I know I'm not going to have the power or the torque to fight with the guys. So my hope is that I can just outlast them by being lighter and easier on consumables and um, just just trying to play it out from that in terms of an endurance game. So in terms of changes, there's kind of a little bit of an elephant in the room. So I love the the fact that the EG has AC. I love it. I think it's awesome. It's great. But here's the thing, guys. Like, Oh, that was weird. Sorry about that. I don't know what just happened. For a second, it, it, um, I don't know if I was being too loud or something. Okay. Sorry. <sighs> so, here's the thing, guys. The EG currently is way too heavy. It just, there's no way around it. It's just really freaking heavy. And the EG currently with me in it, competition weight, the lowest I got it, which was like at a slightly over half a tank, which is probably about as low as I want to keep the gas in the EG. It comes in at like 25, 25. So to give you an idea, I'm competing in time trials six. In order for me to be like, let's say, built to the rules, just like going for it, you know. I know what the car's horsepower is, which was 111 to the wheels and 100 foot-pounds. But that was just with the DC headers. I don't know how much it is with the um, uh, AEM uh, intake, mainly because both of the dynos that I had nearby me weren't able to do any dyno, like horsepower readings, so... That's lame, and I kind of don't want to spend the money for it. Unless it's going to be, like, with MCE to get, like, the full paperwork done. Because, you know, he charges 80 bucks when he's out on track. So, hmm. How can I say this? I'm going to have to take the AC out. I'm not happy about that situation. Trust me, I'm really, like, bummed out. But the EG is just too heavy. So if I wanted to build it to the rules, just where it should be in terms of how competitive it should be, I would need to get this car. And this is with me in it. So don't like message me saying, hey, uh, EG's SIs are... Curve weight are like 25, uh, 23 something. Why are you doing 25? Because I weigh 200 pounds, man. I'm fat. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. That, and I, like, here's the thing, guys. Like, the way that NASA does it, I think it's so fair because there's so many people, so many sizes. Like, my fiance's uh, little brother, like, probably weighs like 150 pounds soaking wet. So, like, him and me, if we were to be out there and they weigh the cars without us, it's like, well, yeah, I have, like, freaking 
60 pounds on the guy, like, that's kind of a, a competitive edge. So you have to be weighed with the vehicle. That's the only way to be fair. And obviously there's guys who are bigger than me and race. I know it's wild to think. But, yeah, and they have extra ballast, so they have to fight against that. So, if the way it's done with NASA, it's like a horsepower to weight ratio, especially for a TT6, it's like an 18 to 1. So, what does that mean? Essentially, the EG with me in it would have to weigh around, well, if it made... 125 wheel horsepower so the whole thing is i can't go over these numbers over in terms of horsepower under in terms of weight so for instance if my minimum weight is 2500 pounds then guess what if i come in with a 20 if it's 2400 pounds and i come in with 2399 dq'd you know and, and I make the exact same horsepower that I'm claiming, claiming um, and that's the limit of the rules, then I'm disqualified. So the idea is to kind of give yourself a little bit of cushion, which I'm more than giving myself a lot of cushion. So if I was to have the EG at its competitive uh, edge, it would be making 125 wheel horsepower, and weighing in at 2,275 pounds. So with three quarters of a tank, almost a full tank, the EG weighed in at 2,550. Half a tank or whatever, or just under it, it was like uh, 2,525. But 2,550 is kind of where I am was like three quarters of a tank. And I like that because I don't want to run into fuel starvation because it's an old car. So, you know, and those Toyos, even though they're not the grippiest tires out there, are still really grippy. And, you know, that fuel slosh is a real thing. Like on right-handers, I see the freaking gas gauge go down pretty low. And it's like shocking how much it changes when... You know, I finally give the car some time to settle and come on in. I'll see it like at a quarter tank and then I come in and it's slightly over half and I'm just like, wow, that's a lot. So I would prefer to have a lot of fuel in the car. And also that's more weight at the lower end. The center of gravity or center of mass is lower. So that being said, you know, the car could be more competitive. So... We're at 111. Let's say the cold air intake maybe adds a peak horsepower gain of like 7 or 8. I kind of doubt that. Um, horsepower gains out of intakes is usually like... I, I mean, on these older cars, I, I could see some uh, power gains, but, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't know what it would be. Um, so, with that said... The next way that I can make the car competitive is to get weight out of it. So where are we going to get all this weight out? Because essentially what I'm talking about, if we take the 2550 and we want to get down to the 2275, we're talking about 
Hold on. I can't math. <laughs> Please hold. Your, your, uh, your, <laughs> your, your time is, uh, I, I forget the like holding, uh, phrase that they tell you when, when you're out there, your call is very important to us or something, but yeah. So I'm looking at trying to get 275 pounds out of a lightweight nineties Honda Civic. So how am I going to do that? AC is a big weight. I don't know how much it's, its weight is, but it's probably maybe 50 pounds with the condenser lines and everything in there, maybe. And then I have to plug up this uh, sunroof. The sunroof's got to go, man. Like, it's glass. It's way at the top. I think that's probably like 25 to 30 pounds with all the motors and everything on it. And then I got to take out all the interior. So if you're taking a, a kind of like a rough estimate of just weight, we're looking at maybe 50 pounds on the AC system. I don't think it's going to be heavier than that. We're looking at maybe 30 pounds at most on the sunroof. So we're up to 80 pounds. It being gutted in terms of like the seats back um, and taking out all the sound deadening. Like, what is that going to be like? Maybe another 20, 30, 40 pounds. I, I don't know if it, it could even reach that. So all of those things together, we're at 120. And I need to get down another like the 270. So that's another 150 pounds. Where the hell are you going to get it? And I'm not going to take out the heater core. Uh, uh, no, I just like having that safety of being able to turn that sucker on and throw it out. And I can't do lightweight um, Lexan windows or windshields because it's not permitted by the rules. So, um, so yeah, I need to lose weight. That, also, I do need to lose weight. Oh, man. So, yeah, that's that's where we're going to have to start struggling to find some weight. It's getting weight out of the car. Um, it's going to be frustrating because I still want to have the car kind of drivable. But I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to get all this weight out of the car. It's definitely going to be a rough one. Um, but I think, especially after the button willow or the next big willow event, we need to start looking at getting this car prepped and ready because here, here's the other thing. It's going to go to Eli. And when I send it to him, this car needs to be ready to accept a roll cage in it. So this stuff has to happen. It's, it's gotta happen. So... Yeah, like, I don't know how much weight I'm going to be able to get out of the car, but hopefully it's enough to get it down to where where I need it to be. And for Honda Challenge, I think I would need to bring it down to 2250. So 2,250 pounds in a H4 spec. And trying to think 
Yeah, for Honda Challenge, they don't have, like, a minimum horsepower, or, like, a max horsepower number. But they have, like, all the things you can and can't do. So, so yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting, to say the least. Um, I don't think power is really where I should be focusing. It needs to be more of, like, improving my driving setup specific for each one of those tracks, nailing it, and then working on racecraft is really where I think the changes are going to be at. I'm very happy with the way the car is performing. Um, we're still really far off. And I'll be honest, I don't think I have enough to fight Debbie Sharp at Big Willow. This last event, she beat me handedly by four seconds. Granted, that was on the Toyo R888Rs. And those were 205s. So, theoretically, on the 225s, I should be able to be way more aggressive. Especially in the Omega. And keep the car kind of moving. So, hopefully that improves my minimum wheel speed. And also, attack turn five more aggressive so the faster i get out of uh, the more mile per hour i can squeeze out of turn five the more it's going to go into turn eight but i don't know man i did a 148 i know there was maybe like another second in there easily a second or two that i could probably get to but i'll be honest even with the toyos because they're used I don't know if I'm going to be able to beat her 144. Um, Debbie's been very consistent and kind of improving on her lap times. And I'll be honest, uh, Button Willow is the only one that I got her number at. Like, Button Willow is the one that I think I can fight with her and win. But aside from that, man, Debbie, Debbie's got me <laughs> licked at uh, Auto Club and at Big Willow so far. So we will see. Um, there's going to be some setup changes uh, for Big Willow. I've already raised the front. I'm going to go with essentially zero toe front and rear. Just because I feel like on that one I want to give every single opportunity that I can for miles per hour. And having a zero toe, I think, would uh, pay dividends on that track. And now with the rear sway bar, the car should rotate a little bit better. Um, and the softer springs up in front should give me more front-end grip. And should be able to deal with a little bit more rotation. Which I'm looking forward to. Um, aside from that, I don't think I'm going to be doing a lot of weight-saving stuff on there. Because, I mean, it... The car is where what it is right now. I don't I don't know how much power it makes. I don't know. I don't know how much weight we can get out of it. Obviously, taking the passenger seat that's probably another forty pounds, maybe forty pounds. I I don't know what Integra seats weigh. So yeah, actually, that's forty pounds. I could start probably doing that, taking that seat out. Yeah, 
That actually might be a good idea. That's probably another 40 pounds. That's closer. That's closer. Because that was like, what were we saying? Like 120 pounds with the AC, sunroof, and maybe some of the interior bits. So with that, bam, out. I could probably even start getting rid of uh, speakers because I... So this is the premium model, the SI. It's got speakers in the back. <laughs> so actually, there there might be some easy, easy way to get out of this car now that I'm thinking about it. I'm like, hey man, this thing's fully loaded. <laughs> so yeah, huh, hmm, hmm, interesting, interesting. So we will see. Um, You know, it... It's really hard to be to try to be competitive in a car that's not competitive because it's really pushing my driving skill to the quote unquote my uncomfortable limit and I'm having to push through that. So my hope is that I don't suck as much <laughs> moving forward um, and I'm able to give um, Dennis and um and Debbie a, a, a good battle because Dennis is kicking my butt hard and I'm just like dude Dennis is such a good driver but he is on the Falcon RT660s which I mean it's no it's no secret the RT660s are just an incredibly fast tire for what they are and I'm still like really impressed on how those tires are performing. So obviously I don't think they're faster than the current uh, cheater slicks that are out there. The AO, what is it? The Yokohama AO52s, the Bridgestone uh, Rival 1.5S, the, what is it? The, the Bridgestone Potenza RE71Rs. I think those are still really fast tires. Um, and of course, the most important tire out there, the Hoosier. Because for TT6, actually, I can run Hoosier SM7s. So SM7, so NASA is a nationally syndicated organization. And one of the classes that we have in NASA is called Spec Miata. Now, for NASA, the title sponsor is Toyo. Hence why we run Toyo Double R's. But for SCCA, which also has spec Miatas, they run Hoosiers. And Hoosier makes a specific tire that's legal for um, spec Miata. And those tires are actually still legal for um, Honda, or not Honda Challenge, but... Um, NASA Time Trial 6. And in Time Trial 6, you're not allowed to run Hoosier, Hoosier A7s or R7s. A as in autocross, R as in road race, uh, R. So that's just a differentiating factor. And the tires we are, that are not mentioned that are banned, are the SM7s. And those are for Spec Miata. So I can run Hoosiers, which are... The ultimate cheater tire, like those make your car handle freaking amazing and pretty much 
once you get used to Hoosiers, it's going to be hard. So even though I would love to dip my toe in there, I don't think my driving is to the point where I merit that. And since I'm going to be driving with, what is it, um, the RRs for, I'm going to be doing the RRs for Honda Challenge. It just makes more sense to have the car set up with what I feel is uh, good tires for um, Honda Challenge since Caroline and I will be sharing the car. But, hey, who knows? Maybe I buy an extra set of wheels and slap some uh, SM7s on there just when I'm like, fuck, I want to beat Debbie. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, guys, this is going to be a short one. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I was trying to get some other people on. So I was a little underprepared, but I felt like this was like an interesting conversation about like setup and changes that I'm going to be doing and kind of talking about the elephant in the room and the elephant being the weight in this uh, car and how not competitive it is for um, its current class. So with that said, guys, thank you so much for supporting me for you know, making my fantasy of having my own little um, podcast a uh, reality and having people listen to me. If you want to reach out to me, um, you can go ahead and reach out to me in the Instagram page, RaceFFPod. I do have an email <laughs> that I never mention <laughs> because I'm probably not going to read it. But I do have an email if that is something that you want to reach me at, and that is raceffpod at aol.com <laughs> aol.com I just wanted to make sure it was a different website that I wasn't already using with something else and I didn't want to go hotmail so I figured eh, aol.com <laughs> alright guys um, thank you please like and subscribe wherever you are and if this is something that you want to share with other people Especially with like other um, up and coming uh, road racers um, or people who are interested in going out to the track, you know, go ahead, show this little build journal or share this little build journal with them and see if they like it. And I will talk to you next Monday. Thank you guys.